0: this is partners in practice a weekly series dedicated to the evolving field of the advanced practice clinician here is your host nurse practitioner mimi secor there are an estimated 1.8 million women veterans living in the united states today 230,000 women have served in iraq or afghanistan 15 percent of active duty military are women an estimated 22 percent of female veterans have experienced sexual trauma while serving in the military 1 in 10 female soldiers has a mental health injury or problem. And women veterans are twice as likely to be homeless than their male veteran peers. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. With me today is Dr. Yvette Petty, nurse practitioner, who works at the VA Medical Center in Battle Creek, Michigan, where she provides primary care and women's health services to female veterans. And today we're discussing the challenge of meeting the health care needs of women veterans. Hello, Dr. Yvette Petty. Welcome to Reach MD. Hello, Ms. Secor. So, over the eight years you've been working as a nurse practitioner in the VA system, how did you become interested in the women's health care needs of female veterans, Yvette?
1: I came to the Battle Creek VA approximately eight years ago. My background was public health and women's health. And after 9-11, I felt a calling, and as I entered the VA system, I entered as a primary care and disability examiner and was noticing the influx of women entering military service in combat and presenting for care. A colleague of mine who is a director at another facility at this time initiated women's health services here quite some time ago and kind of handed the torch to me to expand our services. What I've done, as these women present, we are trying to streamline the process of care. I was finding the care was fragmented. Often women were requiring more than one visit to get primary care needs met. And we have, are working with our vision leader and our women's program manager in primary care divisions to incorporate the care in the encounter and have been able to develop a templated note, we use electronic medical records, which makes the encounter a little bit more encompassing.
0: you've been way ahead of us on electronic medical records, and you certainly always carry the torch in terms of being forward thinking in healthcare and as a nurse practitioner vet. Can you briefly describe your local VA medical center? how large an area do you serve? Do you have satellite clinics? Help us sort of visualize where you're in the midst of?
1: Our facility sits approximately halfway to a quarter of the way between Battle Creek, Michigan, and Kalamazoo, Michigan. We are on about a 250-acre campus. We have four satellite clinics that are served by our facility, and this includes an outpatient clinic in Lansing, an outpatient clinic in Grand Rapids, outpatient clinic in Muskegon on the West Shore, and an outpatient clinic in Benton Harbor. Currently, we serve 21-county catchment area for our women veteran population. Currently, there are 22,000 women veterans in these areas. Now, that is differing than the number that are currently enrolled for care, and as we talk, I will explain that throughout We serve as primary care to not just women, but men as well. We are also designated as a neuropsychiatric facility, and I work for the medical service that provides outpatient and inpatient care to those presenting for primary care.
0: What are the demographics of the women seeking care at your facility, and how does this compare to the national demographics?
1: It is estimated by 2015, 10% of the total veteran patient population will be represented by women. This is at a national level. Currently, our current demographics are as thus. We serve, the majority of our women are between the ages of 25 and 64 years of age. Now, this can vary by facility and locality and also designation of the facility. For example, some VA facilities are designated as polytrauma centers, some are designated as community outpatient centers, which are based out of a larger hub.
0: So the word's gotten out that you've created this great women's health care service within the midst of your primary care service, and they're, they're coming to see you, Yvette.
1: We've come a long way and we've got quite a ways to go, but we're moving in the right direction. It is a collaborative effort. We have every facility, main facility, is designated with a Women's Veterans Program Manager, and this person is very integral working with primary care and all the services to get the word out there. They work with our Department of Defense. We often hold welcome home rallies, if you will, and health education screenings. Seamless Transition Team is a... Term that we have at the VA to help veterans in general transit from the military and combat theater environment, retransitioning back into home. And then also on the military side, they've begun to hold TAP classes that help our enlisted men and women know about these services.
0: We've heard in the news about the statistic of only 37% of the 144 VA medical centers having a gynecologist on staff. How is the VA system responding to the growing needs of the female veteran population in light of this shortage, and what is your role and what are you doing in your system?
1: In response to the growing need for women's services, what most VAs, for example, our VA, we are the central housing for the west side of the state. We have a collaborative agreement with community-based providers as well as designated VA providers. We don't have a staff gynecologist per se on our grounds, but I do have consultation with a staff gynecologist from the University of Michigan who is joint appointed out of the Ann Arbor VA. Also, we fee-based gynecological service if it goes beyond the realm of what the women's wellness provider and primary provider can offer, and also obstetrical care is fee-based out. This term fee-based means that we basically refer an open referral for that woman to be evaluated by a gynecologist in their catchment area.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm nurse practitioner Mimi Secor, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Yvette Petty, nurse practitioner, and we are discussing the challenges of meeting the health care needs of today's female veterans. You started describing a range of the women's health services you provide, and you also described some services that you refer out. Can you just sort of re clarify what it is that you can provide and what you refer out?
1: What we're able to provide for our women veterans presenting for care are your primary care screening needs, mammograms, DEXA scans. Some facilities are joint housed with big university based hospitals and can perform the mammograms in collaboration right on site. A lot of our facilities fee base these out so a woman gets a choice of where they would like to have their screening done. We also offer contraceptive services, preconception counseling, fertility management, and also referrals for mental health care and supportive care.
0: What are the most common problems and health conditions that you see in women veterans?
1: Well, in general, at the national level, in veterans in general, and there is something called a signature of this theater that we're currently encountering, PTSD, that is post-traumatic stress disorder traumatic brain injury, depression. Now, that's on a a general level. If you look at facility, again, that is driven by demography, i.e., where that facility is located and with the uh, location of the clustered population seeking care. At our facility, some of the top reasons women come for care are routine gynecological screening, but in terms of diagnostics or treatable conditions, depression, PTSD, hypertension, primary care needs as well.
0: How common is PTSD in women, and does it present differently in women than in men?
1: That is an excellent question. PTSD can occur as a result of a combat or non-combat incident that may have occurred during a veteran's service time before or after, and it is fairly common. However, we are still looking at ways to capture incidents and prevalence because PTSD does not always manifest close to or proximal the time of exposure to the stressful event. For example, not to digress too much, but after 9-11, we had an influx of people presenting with symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder who had served for in World War II, and after seeing the towers go down, this elicited nightmares, night terrors. So it's fairly common amongst our veterans, and it may present differently in veteran and in females. There is a common screening tool that can be used that is important for clinicians, and you can get this online. It is the PC-PTSD. In the VA, we use something called the PCLM, but you can go online and Google PTSD screening tools, and they're good tools to incorporate into your practice. In response as well, we have a suicide prevention and help hotline team and a suicide prevention program and coordinator that all the facilities have started. And also, men and women have had sexual trauma either before, during, or after the service. And in response, each VA has a designated military sexual trauma coordinator.
0: The VA's come a long way from just being exclusively a service for men, that's for sure. How does traumatic brain injury present in women? Is it different at all,
1: Yvette? Again, you ask an excellent question. Traumatic brain injury can present at onset of the incident or way down the road. In women, we're finding some differences in the presentation. I can speak just from my clinical practice. Um, I will not speak from a global perspective, but from what I have found as a practitioner is that oftentimes they will come in for an initial assessment, and then they may be referred to women's services for a specialty need. And upon reassessment, whether it's the individual gaining trust of the provider or the communication pattern or presenting, it may present later down, and it may be very subtle. For example, difficulty following instructions, difficulty with uh, job retention, memory concentration, very similar nuances with some of the elements of PTSD.
0: Mm-hmm. And there
1: are screening tools that clinicians can review and use.
0: Do women veterans from different wars, conflicts, time periods, do they have unique or different health care issues and needs, Yvette?
1: Clearly, I am fortunate to be able to see generations of women veterans. I have women that present for care as young as 19 and as old as 84. Depending on when a woman served and depending on exposure, was it combat or time in locality, it depends on their needs. For example, there were several women that served in Vietnam and served as nurses and in the periphery of combat or the aftermath of combat, and they are at risk for the very same exposures to Agent Orange, to post-traumatic stress disorder. Women during peacetime may have had non-combat injuries during training, and we address those. And then again, the theater that we're currently encountering with Iraq and Afghanistan, the signature or hallmark injuries, the PTSD and post-traumatic stress, and the TBI. TBI has been the most critical quote, visible versus non-visible wound. It's very subtle. It's something you necessarily can't see, but it's been the signature. So, yes, there are differences.
0: How can you advise community providers to help female veterans access the VA system?
1: One good way, being the age of computers, is going to the VA's website, www.va.gov. And they even have a locality on Facebook or Twitter, VA And finding out about programs and also identifying who the enrollment officer is and or the women's veterans program manager. And those are great places to start, people to talk to, because it's a big system and there's many services available that community providers may not be aware of, and yet they're presented with women veterans presenting for care in the urgent cares, the emergency departments, their private practice, and if the women veterans need care and don't have resources for care, the VA can assist.
0: What's your optimal model of care that you're looking to provide to female veterans?
1: The optimal care is less fragmentation and more streamlined care and consideration of care at the primary encounter. And also superimposed in that, the special nuances that that particular female veteran was faced with. What was her exposure? What was her theater? What is her worldview? That is very important for community providers, because if you don't ask, they don't tell.
0: Right. Well said. Thank you so much, Yvette, for helping all of our veterans, particularly our women veterans, and for coming on the show today. It's been a great pleasure talking with you today, and I always learn so much from our discussions. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD. You can download this program and any other program in our library at ReachMD.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening.